And welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Week four is all done. Tyler, how you feeling? Uh, it's been a weird week. We got a lot to break down. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. It's the wire. D. Griffin. This the wire, serving up a hot take around the league, serving jams like a hot plate. Who's the flex? First pick, rounds four to eight, trading with the base. That's Superman. We need a cake. This that fantasy. See who get the glory. Who's gonna stay up in their lane talking Tory? Who's gonna ride up on the train with a hype at? Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches you might not like that. Three tutties next week, man. He's double covered. Takes on a hundred coming out the oven. Tim and Todd, they the guys, know you gotta love them. Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire. The wire. Alright, so week four is over. It's been a weird week. We got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of news. Um, where you wanna start? I want to start with the fact that my fantasy team is finally relevant again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, after a s- real struggle in the home league going 0-3, because all of my first five picks all got injured. Yep. Um, I'm putting up 200 points this week. Kittle's Are back. Are you really? 200? Yeah. Kittle's back. I have my homeboy. Um, you know, Michael Thomas is expected back any day now. My team's looking serious. This is hilarious for me because for the last three weeks, Tim Westmore had nothing to do with talking about any of the leagues, but now his team's back. He's all oh, for yeah. it. He oh, wants yeah. to start with it. Yeah, let's not talk about the home league again. <laughs> no, it's just, I was depressed, all right? I, I know. Depressed. I think a lot of people were. Everybody's the depressed. getting worse, but the good news is, is Texans hospital, fans are excited. Yeah, Texans fans are excited, but Hospital Tent is officially... My Red Cross team yeah. is finally getting better. All right? Wow. Yeah, we're going to be Blue Cross Blue Shield by the end of the week. <laughs> that has to be your name. Oh, it's going to be. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Oh, but speaking of the Texans, yep. Billy O'Brien is gone. Yes, he is, and it's about what time. Took, you know what, what the final straw was? What's that? This morning, I got a notification. Bill O'Brien announces he's going to be calling the plays. Yep. An hour later... The Texans have fired Bill O'Brien. The scary part is, is I saw a tweet. I think it was Rappaport put it out. And they are, what, 0-4 right now? Yep. And they don't have either of their first two picks. Either of their first two picks next year. Miami has them. That is nuts. For Kenny Stills and Laramie Tunsil. Right. And Stills is barely involved. And I mean, Tunsil, okay. But, like, Wow. And the thing is, is they have talented players. I just don't understand what they're doing. Like, shit coaching. Exactly, shit coaching. That's the only way to. Put and it. and they're you say they have a lot of talent, but the thing with them is their talent's getting depleted because of their because of his roster management. Oh yeah, for sure. He's been a joke online for the last year now. You traded your best player, arguably the best wide receiver in football. Yep. For an aging running back coming off some serious injuries. On a team that doesn't run the ball. Exactly. <laughs> That's a- but he's going to win me this league. I <laughs> promise you. Shit. He is not going to win shit. But I don't know. I really don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But at least they got rid of him. Hopefully. Romeo Cornell. Yeah, that, maybe that's the answer. God, that feels weird to say. Um, <laughs> Romeo Cornell is the answer. And the thing, I, I said this in our group chat today. Going, how does Bill O'Brien give? Get canned, but Adam Gay still has a job. I answered because the reason is is because 
the Houston Texans are a good football team. They have good players. Yeah. The Jets suck. The Jets are ass. They're terrible. Sam Darnold is by himself over there. Name me a player on their defense right now. I couldn't. I the only couldn't. one I know is Bradley McDougal. Because I feel bad for Bradley McDougal because the, the Seahawks traded seven draft picks to improve him. Yeah. And get him out. Yeah. That's the only player I know. Other than that, I can't. I, the last Jets. And I'm a New England Patriots fan. We play him twice a year and I have no idea who even plays for them. Nope. Except Crowder. I know, I know the offense Crowder fantasy, right now. But Crowder's going to get 150 targets by week 10. And he's missed a couple weeks. But the thing is, is. They're improving their offensive line. I get it. Yep. Darnold isn't as bad as people think he is. No, I think Darnold's actually really good. He's he just makes surrounded sh- by shit talent. He makes a, a ton out of absolutely staff. nothing. I think what, the one thing I am waiting for is for freaking Mims to get healthy. I think he's going to love Mims. Oh, you say that because you own him in a I do own league. him, but I drafted him because I thought he was going to love Mims to begin with. Yeah, I did too. Um, I, I do think he has a good future in the NFL. I, really I think do. so too. I think he's going to be better than Nikhil Harry. I think he's going to be... He's going to be a solid wide receiver 2-3 in fantasy for a couple years. Uh, you know, but it's just that's the reason why Adam Gay still has a job. Because it doesn't matter who's there. They suck. Yeah. But the, the interesting the thing Texans is... Texans could win that division now because Bill O'Brien just isn't there anymore. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, is now, like we were saying, with I think Darnold is actually pretty decent, and it sounds like you do too. Yeah. So now if they really end up being the last worst team in the league, and don't win a game, and Trevor Lawrence is there. I think they're gonna win a couple games. I but mean, oh, even then, even if they win a couple games, they still odds are they're gonna be the worst team in the league. Yep. Like, what do you do then? Do you pass up on a generational talent like Trevor Lawrence? But you could trade that pick and go get and get a bunch of other picks in, in a team that needs players. Okay. It, it just it, it it just matters for them if they really do believe in. Yeah, Sam I Darnold. guess that's really what it is. Because if you believe in Sam Darnold, then. You, you do make that trade and you get three or four or five picks back and you revamp your roster with a bunch of young athletic talent around him. That they desperately need regardless. Oh, yeah. They, they need it everywhere. They, if they spent five of the top 120 picks in the draft they on defense. They need to defense, do what the Dolphins just did is what they really need to yeah, do. exactly. But they also need to spend correctly because the Dolphins didn't, in my opinion. They spent too much in the wrong areas and the wrong players. Sure. But... You know, it's it's still a step in the right direction. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. We got a lot going on there, but the other thing I think we got to talk about is all everybody freaking out about all this COVID stuff. Guys, we get it. We were all prepared for it coming into the season. We knew this was going to happen. I get what you're saying, but I don't at the same time because nobody. It, it was a big dark black hole, and nobody really knew what was happening as far as fantasy repercussions no so if a player gets it what happens to my fantasy lineup it doesn't matter like yeah cam newton has it this week right i don't have cam newton no but i i have patrick mahomes who's playing against cam newton i have tyreek hill who's playing against cam newton right and if that whole game gets canceled i drafted patrick mahomes with a top three fourth round pick Mm -hmm. i draft him the second round in a qb premium league but in a normal league, he's going in the third, fourth round. He's one of your best players. For sure. And if and Tyreek Hill is the end of the first round talent. So these guys, 
I don't typically have a backup for Patrick Mahomes. I had to pick up. No, Matt, nobody does. I had to pick up Matt Stafford this week just in case he's a replacement player. Sure. But what we implemented in our league is prior to the one o'clock kickoff, you have to name your, your replacement player. Yep. And the and the commissioner will go in and edit the roster. So what happened was is I had Matt Stafford on my bench. And if this game didn't get played between Kansas City and New England, I get the points for Stafford's points. If the game is played, I get Mahomes' points. Right. It's it's cut and dry right there. There's nothing. If somebody gets hurt and one guy scores more, no, nope. It's if the game's played, I get Mahomes. If it's not, I get Stafford. That's exactly. It. But people gotta relax though, because it's like they want to play these games. There's no way that these games don't get played. It it could hurt like this with Cam not playing. That's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. There's no way around it. Yeah, but whole games getting canceled is a little bit of a thing to worry about. I just don't see it happening. Whether they add an extra week at the end, there's going to be... I'm only talking about fantasy implications. All the games are going to end up being played regardless. Right. If something happens next week and a game gets canceled and pushed to week week 18 and they push everything back a week, then so be it. But the issue is, is now... My team has two bye weeks for one player. Well, I think what would happen there if they end up doing that is that that team's going to lose that bye week. This will end up, whatever week that they miss will end yeah, up being you have to, But it worked out for the Steelers in, but in I'm saying it won't Titans matter. game it, because they both had a close bye week and they were right, able to but move if they stuff don't, around. I think it'll just end up the week 18 and then they'll, they'll both lose their bye week. No, because there's an extra week on the season now. So and now I think that's what's going to end up happening have, is that like, it, say, it'll be like a basketball game where people just don't play. Yeah, but that's the, the thing. They have, two, they have two bye weeks. Because let's say Kansas City has a week 11 bye week. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. And this and they had to get a bye week this week. And they have to play week 18. They still have another bye week in week 11. So they would have two bye weeks. Yeah. Which is what the NFL Players Association wanted the whole time. But that's a whole different argument. I guess that's to be seen. I have a feeling that they'll end up taking bye weeks away. I think that's how they're going to manage this. Is people... Bye weeks are going to be fluid and they're going to be all over the place. Yeah, but it's definitely interesting. It's not something to freak out about, but put the right rules in place in your league so that... So you can handle it when it does happen. Yeah, I wanted to get ahead of it. It wasn't anything to worry about this week, but yeah. So I guess the next thing for us to jump into is kind of go over some of the waiver moves that we had given you last week that... um, that we kind of hit on and didn't hit on. I guess the first one we should start on is Justin Jefferson. Um, I gave up on him too early. Yeah, for sure you did. I drafted him and I said, I think he's going to be a hit. One, I knew, I when if you go back to our draft episodes, no, you were definitely high all on him. over Justin Jefferson. You were definitely high on him for a long time. I just, even coming up right I'm after still the watching draft, him right now and I'm saying to myself, imagine him with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Yeah. If he was opposite of Devontae Adams. It would be nuts. But, I still think he's going to be a very good player in this league for a long time. I th- I think he's a juju type of player where he's going to put up those type of numbers every year. Sure. But when you say that, you mean opposite of Antonio Brown type. Of exactly. Yeah. The but, thing is, is he's playing well enough and he's almost to the point fantasy wise where he's he's outproducing Thielen at this point. Yeah, because that that offense is just I mean, Thielen had a monster. Had some odd weeks, but yeah. So I, I have a feeling that they're going to go 1A, 1B all year if, if if he keeps playing like this because he's just taking off monster chunks. I was watching highlights today of him, and he was just toying with Malcolm Butler la- uh, last week. Like, it was nothing. Like, yep. he was nobody. Mm-hmm. And it just up and down the field like he was like a joke. 
so the kid's got monster talent. It's unreal. Oh, we knew that coming into the draft. Yeah. You know, he, he's one of those, he's, he's a very talented wideout. Um, but, but again, this week with a big week, four catches, 103 yards. That's, if you can, if he can keep that up, that's league winning right there. Yeah. Especially cause if you, it, he's, he's probably a wide receiver, three wide receiver, four, you're playing him in your flex. Well, you a, can, a lot if, of people I'm saying we had him last week as a, as a waiver ad and he's yeah, wasn't owned in a ton. He's going to be your third wide. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And he's going to be putting up, if he can, if he can consistently put up these numbers, he's going to be putting up wide receiver two numbers. Mm-hmm. He struggled week one. I had too many injuries to be able to hold him on my bench. I had to drop him, pick sure. up somebody who, who I could count on this, that week. But, you know, he's, he's going to be fantasy relevant going forward. Yeah, it seems to be that way. Um, the next one we had was T. Higgins. Um, I was a little skeptical on this one. Alex was really high on, that, on him. But mm-hmm. it looks like it's going to be him and Boyd the rest of the way. They're leading the in targets, they're leading in catches and yards all the why way are through. They gonna, why are they going to force feed AJ Green if this is this team's not going anywhere? Right. Play the kids. Play the guys who are going to be here next year with Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Burrow's playing great. Higgins look good. Uh, Boyd's catching everything that comes anywhere near him. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe they come out and get a wild card. Anything's possible at this uh, point. I don't know about that. That's yeah. going to be difficult. Of they course, play it will Baltimore be, but... twice, Pittsburgh twice. It's going to be it's going to be a hard feat, but for sure, I don't care about them winning games as long as they're fantasy relevant no. for me. I mean, he had a nice solid day. Uh, Thirteen rushing yards, four catches, seventy-seven ca- yards catching. I'll take that. Thirteen points out of a waiver ad. Yeah, he's gonna. I temper my expectations on him a little bit less, than, a, a little bit more than I would on Jefferson. Jefferson's a guy where you can slide into your lineup. And, and and count on, in my opinion, more than a guy like T. Higgins, where there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense. For sure. You know, um, and he's, yeah. I don't see him getting seven, eight targets a game. I mean, the last two weeks he has. He has, but is it going to is it gonna last all season? I'm a little bit more worried on him than I am Justin Jefferson. To be honest, I have a, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks now, is that it's just looking like Green doesn't fit there anymore. I have a feeling everyone's talking about how oh, the Patriots need to go get a wide receiver. They need to go get a deep threat. Go get Green on a one-year oh, rental. I'm so sick of talking about the Patriots needing a deep threat. But it's I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not even going to listen to it. Okay. I just want to move on. But my point is, is that I think it very well could be possible that he ends up the whatever you want to call it, the X or the Z. If I don't know which side he's playing on. Um, and it's just him and Boyd. Very possible. Yeah. Very, very possible. And you have other role players over there. You have Erickson. You have Tate. We've talked about it a bunch yeah. of the podcasts. Sample looks good. Yeah. He seems like a nice little safety blanket over there right now. So, you always got trusty little Geo. Yeah. 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 Um, Measly Beasley. Measly Beasley. He so, did miss some time this week. He came back in, but yeah, he puts up his regular so, dose of... 10 to 15 points. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't how I expected him to do it. I, I was expecting more volume play out of him. But You I don't mean, expect he, him to be the red zone threat over there? No, never. <laughs> I never expect him to be the red zone threat. But it was a hell of a catch. He went up and grabbed that and took a pretty good hit, too. So it was an impressive catch for that touchdown. But it was just an odd week. It was a really odd week for him. Um, I wasn't sure with how he was going to be with Brown back. But, I mean... I guess that kind of what you expect out of him. He's going to be hit or miss, but just keep hitting on him. 
He's been 10 points a week at minimum right now, so. Yeah. What can you say? Yeah. It, it, that's, that's exactly what I expect from him. Yeah. Around 8, eight to 12 points. I don't he's not the sexy him. play, but he'll, he's a safe play. Yeah, he's your kind of he's your kind of. He's my, guy. I love those guys. I you love the guys, guys you can just count on 10 points. Yep. Boring. Alex has said it a bunch. You're the most boring fantasy owner in NFL history. But it is what it is. Mo Alley Cox. Ugh. Quiet week this week. Yeah, but another touchdown again. So yeah. He's a monster. He is a monster, and I just don't understand what's going on because that passing attack is horrible. Nobody over there is catching balls. And I don't know if it's just that Rivers is that bad. And I, I, I don't Rivers know. Rivers is that bad. It, you think that's what it is? is he I, just, I do. It's just nothing there right now. Like, Pascal's, I, I think he had eight targets for three catches for, like, 40 yards or something. Like, like there's just not, nobody's standing out right now. And I thought it was going to be Cox because he seems to love his his tight ends and whatnot, but. Doyle is back this week. Doyle was back, and he, and Doyle didn't have a catch, I believe. Yeah, he had one target, one catch, 12 yards. Okay, so none of, neither one of them did anything. Nope, Hines isn't doing anything. It's, it's just. It is, a, it is a good defense in Chicago over there. They're they're above average. I wouldn't say good, but Rivers is definitely on the decline. We know that. Yeah. So I I don't I looked and I was very surprised to see the Colts at three and one. Yeah. But then I looked at who they played and I understood why. And then we went right before the podcast started. I went over with you, the um. Went over with you the rest of their schedule. Oh, they're gonna go through the they're, they're three and one, and they're probably gonna end up five and eleven. Yeah. They're going to, jeez, their schedule is rough, and especially at the middle of the year. Jesus, it's bad. Yeah, it, it's going to get rough for them, you know, but because they have the Texans twice. They, 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 I know we were shitting on them earlier, but Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson. He's oh, yeah. a special quarterback. We have to give him credit for that. And hopefully that change in, uh, in coach makes a big difference for them. So that's all we can hope. But the. Unknown that has been a lightning in a bottle. Brandon Ayuk. Did you see that hurdle? Oh my god, that he, was ridiculous. When you see hurdles, usually ridiculous. guys are going low. That guy was like no, a, he it was, was like a user hit up. stick. That was and he he just jumped over a human yeah, being. It was ridiculous. I had I was sitting there with my girlfriend at the time. I'm sitting there, you need to watch this. Like oh my hitting her. I'm like, oh my god, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I was I, going I had, nuts. I got three texts. I was going absolutely nuts. That was insane. I've never seen anybody hurdle someone like that. Besides, what was it, AJ Green that did the front flip over the dude at the end zone? No, it was uh, Jerome Simpson. It wasn't AJ Green. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous. That was one of those plays that, that'll be on the highlights at the end of the year. One of the best plays of the year. Yeah. So let's talk about this week's top performers. Sure. Brady's back. Brady looked great. Um, I was worried he threw that pick early. But then comes back and throws what three hundred almost three hundred and seventy yards and five TDs and just was just dominating all game long. Yep, loved it. One tw- seven catches, one hundred and twenty two and a touchdown for Evans. Yep, seemed like they got going a little bit. Yep, he got a little nicked up in that game. I don't know As how always. healthy he is. Um, but I feel like he's always battling a little nagging injury. Yeah, but he's always out there. But for the most part, the guy that benefited from it and seems like he's going to become kind of. A, New safety blanket, Scotty Miller. Oh, wait a second. Go back to the Brady's Bros and Bucks episode. Oh, yeah. we ca- You called that. I don't know if you called it. No, it was me because Devin said or that. Devin? There's no way it was going to be uh, it was gonna be Tyler Johnson, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Scotty Miller is his Edelman. 
Yep. He's not going to get as much volume. No, there's too many options there, but... But he's going to be that little slot shifty guy. The thing is, the last two weeks, he's had two big plays. Two 40-yard catches, I think. Yeah, and I think he had two of them this week. Uh, I don't know about that. He had the touchdown over the middle. It was probably like 25 yards. 20, yeah. And then he had the big 40-yard yeah. catch. Yeah. But, I mean, they're chunk plays. Yeah. And it's not just little... He's benefiting from Godwin being out right now. But uh, he's also benefiting from... Everybody else has to be covered, and he's the one that gets the one-on-one coverage against the linebacker. Exactly. So I think he's going to be a nice little safe play. He's going to be my little Beasley this year. Yep, but I called it. He's going to he's gonna be a relevant player this year. He's going to be there three. He's going to get put up some big numbers. Yeah. So far, so good. Speaking of big numbers, Who Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um. This is a game Trade everybody's him. been waiting for. Trade him. This is the get game everybody's been waiting for. Um. Monster, monster day. Um, 151 yards, two TDs, six catches for another 30, and then another TD on top of it. it he went off yesterday. There's no way around it. He was... Trade I him. I Sell high. This is the time to trade him. This is the only time you're going to get to trade him. Because if you look at the fantasy playoffs, he's playing against Pittsburgh. He's playing against Baltimore. He's playing against some good defenses. Sure. Trade him. Get rid of him now while you can, while you can get a lot for him. For sure. And this is going to be one of the only days, so go get it while it's hot. Um, the other guy I think is very interesting and nobody's really talking about is Robbie Anderson. This solid 15, 17 a week. But the thing that's impressed me, he's getting monster targets week in and week out right now. Yep. And everyone was expecting it to be DJ Moore to be over there. Alex was. Alex definitely was. Alex is... He's licking his wounds on that one for sure. Well... Um, I mean, he did get him in a dynasty league. It's a long-term thing. He's more of a long-term piece than Robbie is in that offense. Yeah, but but he gave up Tyler Boyd to do it. I know. Who looks phenomenal. Yep. And and then he gave up um, Robinson. So, yeah, who's a rookie. So... That trade could very well go up his ass. Oh, you mean you mean James Robinson, aka Ben Tate? Yeah, a guy who's gonna another, you know, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis type guy. Oh, he very well could be, but it's to be seen. As of right now, he looks super solid, and he's a rookie, so who yeah. knows? Um, but Robbie Anderson, unreal. He looks like he's a wide receiver one there at this point because he's just he's eating everywhere. He is, and when he has the ball in his hands, he's special. Yep. And when he's, run, when he's running, he's special. For sure. Um, the other, speaking, speaking of Alex, of Alex we have to talk boy. about this other boy. Yeah, we have Fuller, to talk Jesus. about Will Fuller. Hey, our bet's looking good right now. Oh, no, we're still on, if you average the weeks out, we're still on target of him to be under 1,000 yards receiving. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Because I don't, I don't think he's going to average 150 yards a week. Three out of four weeks right now, he's, uh, he's been, what, almost 15 points a week? Yeah. Except the one week. Except he, for the one week where he was active and had zero yards. Yeah. Because he was hurt holding his hamstring. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'll take three out of the four. Yeah. I, I, I don't like players who give me zero points. No, I don't either, but. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole other story. I know. Let's talk about it. Brendan Cooks. Oh, man. Oh, you mean you mean Mike Evans last year? Oh, no. my God. No, we can keep going. Come for on. whatever reason, I have this. I get stuck on guys. And this year, it's been Brandon Cooks. I thought I had the sneaky play on him. I thought he was going to be the Brandon Cooks of old, a th- thousand yards, five touchdowns, Nobody something else in that catch range. The ball over there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, look, right now, it looks like I was dead wrong. Yep. Dead, dead wrong. 
But you thought he was going to be the Emmanuel Sanders of this year. Yeah, kind of. But who knows? I have him everywhere, and it's biting me in the ass everywhere. So McLaurin with his hundred yards and ten catches. I mean, this guy's an absolute stud. I don't even think. I think we could complete eight to nine passes to him because he's he's that, he's that talented. And the thing is, he's not a big kid. He he's just it running phenomenal routes. He's just he, he's a very good he's a very good wideout. Oh yeah, I have him in two dynasty leagues, and I'm ecstatic. Yeah, because once they get a real quarterback over there, because I don't believe in Dwayne Haskins. I think he's going to be really special. It'll be interesting. He's definitely good. Speaking of special, George Kittle. <sighs> Unreal. Dude, 15 targets, 15 catches. I don't even care about the yardage. Because Did the you yardage see the is little basketball, th- the little Michael Jordan toss? Oh, that my was, God. That was adorable. It, he makes everything look so fucking good. It's unreal. Unreal. Like, I don't even know what to say at this point. He's just, like, that was ridiculous. He's better than Travis Kelsey. He's gonna. It's tough to say if he's better or not because he's Kelsey better. has so many weapons around him, he's and we don't know what player. Kelsey would be if he was the focal. He's point. He's a better blocker. He's a better route runner. I don't know. That's tough to say. That, and and he's a lot younger. It's just in my opinion, he's a better. He's the best tight end in football. Sure, but I mean, it's an argument for the ages. We could have. And that this all is what long. he's doing with C.J. Beathard and Nate Mullins. Right. Not Mahomes. Yeah. No, that's fair. Not Patrick Mahomes. You know? All right, you win. I can't argue that. There You're we good. go. And he also had an eight-yard rush. Yeah. Okay, let's not forget that. <laughs> Thanks for throwing that in, buddy. Yeah, I didn't no forget. Problem. Um, The yeah. other guy had a shit ton of targets this week, too, Amari Cooper. Let's just Six. talk about that whole offense. Are they going to put up 40 points and lose every week? It's starting to look like they, I don't care. Are they going to? The I Cowboys hope so. suck. The Cowboys are atrocious right now. Their offense I, is unstoppable. They very well could be 0-4 right now. They you should. realize that, right? Yeah. Like it, they're one couple plays away from being zero and four. Yep, and putting up forty points a week. Yeah, them in Atlanta are gonna be the fucking. They're gonna run for the most points put up this year and have the worst records. Both of them. Yep, it's gonna be unreal. It is. I think. I think Dallas is gonna have a better record than Atlanta at the end of the season. But man, that off that defense is absolutely atrocious. God, God, trash. They're they're atro- They can't stop anything. No, but I'll take it. I'll take every point like they're gonna go get. They're going to be fantasy gods. Cleveland? I said this to you before. So I started Hunt in one of my leagues thinking that Cleveland. Hunt was, they were going to play from behind. And Hunt was going to go all kinds of pass work. And they gave up so much, fucking so many points. And they were just give. they were so just seven yards for you. They were, the third string running back was averaging seven and a half yards a carry. Oh, you mean <laughs> D. Ernest Johnson? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Because I didn't. Oh, yeah. He, I have his post in my living room. Seven and a half yards. That is nuts. Absolutely nuts. They have no defense whatsoever. An offensive line where in the offseason, I said, was much improved. They were the worst, arguably the worst offensive line in football last year. Who's that? Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, it's and they were but just still, throwing around Dallas. It was like it was like they were playing eleven defensive backs in the field. Yeah, it was unreal. I've never seen anything like that. I was. I, I, I lost. I don't words. care. I don't care if they win or lose. No, all I know is I'm starting whoever's playing against Dallas, and I'm also starting everybody on Dallas except for Ma- Michael Gallup, because Lamb is the wide receiver too over there. Oh, for sure. At this point, Lamb looks like a stud. Gallup's gonna have a couple big weeks, but it's gonna be it's gonna be Lamb. Yeah, I mean, he he's something. I mean, he what did we say? 
Five um, for 79 and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Lamb. I mean, it, it, it's almost arguable that they're kind of at the point where they got a 1A, 1B going on with, with him and Cooper. I'd still put Cooper well well above him as a 1. Just the 1 over there, because he's going to consistently oh, no, he's 10 t- targets, 7 but, to 8 catches, close to 100 yards. But Lamb seems like he's going to be a touchdown monster at the end of the year. Uh, I still think it's it, it's going to be Cooper. That's where. This year is weird because a lot of these teams are trying to force feed their young rookies on offense. Week one, all of the rookie running backs got all of the goal line carries, and it's slowly shifting away from that. Yeah, that's fair too. But you know, but they're also still trying to figure out what they have in these guys too, which could be that's very why because th- you couldn't test them out in training camp and right. preseason. Um, so then the other guy we're gonna kind of have to talk about too that I guess nobody was really expecting was Odell. This is the game that we've been waiting for him. He looked dynamic. He looked fast. He was running the ball. He's catching the ball. He looked healthy. Everything that we, we've we come to expect out of Odell, he looked like it was there. And I'm all for it. I mean, Treat he had him. two Another carries. guy, sell high. I know it's aggravating being a fantasy football player. When guys do good, you trade them. When they do bad, they, you trade for them. But the thing is, is they're not going to play against Dallas every single week. Right. They're going to play Pittsburgh twice. So They're going to play Baltimore twice. L- let me put it like this. In redraft, I agree with you. Sell him, sell him every way you can. In Dynasty, his contract's up after this year. Yes, it is. He's very well one of those guys that at the trade deadline could very well be moved. He could be someone that might be worth trying to go after and trying to trade for. But if you have him, I might hold on to him for a little while. Let's see where he lands. Oh yeah, but in redraft, I'm I, I'm in redraft. To move no, him. I'm all I'm out. I'm it's, trying to move him. Yeah, there's, there's just a, not there's enough a volume guys there. I'm trying to move this week. Mixon is one. Odell is another. Yep. Antonio Gibson is the last one. Antonio, you do you think? Yeah. I just don't think that there's going to be a market for him to sell. But he did have a big game. He uh, he had 13 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. But where he saved his day really was the four catches for 82 yards. Uh, he put 22 points this week. I, I don't think you're ever going to get another week out of him. So if you're going to sell him, you're right. This is the week. This is definitely the week. Yeah, because, I mean, you got him at the end of the draft. Somebody's desperate for a running back. You might be able to fill out one of your wide receiver spots. Sure. He's going to be tough to trust going forward because it's going to be one of those hit or miss every on the goal line. Yeah. It, it's, it's a weird one. He's one of those weird situations that you just never know what's going to happen there. Um, so another big guy that went off this week was your boy. I know you love him. It's Chark. Yep. Eight catches, ni- 95 yards, two touchdowns, almost 30 points. He's, he's, he, he was just out the last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean. He's one of those guys. He, he's, argue, he's a high-end wide receiver, too, in, in rankings. I guess that's a good place he's to He's a top him. 20. He's between that... T- 15 and 20 range wide receiver. Yeah. Especially with the volume on a terrible team. See, that's the thing that had me worried with him is those first, so he missed week three, but the week one and two, I don't think he had more than four targets. But he was putting up 80 yards, something like that. It, it was just quiet. So so that's what worries me the most is he had the volume today, but he hasn't had it the rest of the year. So I, I, I'm hoping that he keeps that this pace and this is because this is what we expected out of him. Obviously, not the two touchdowns, but. Plenty of targets, solid number-wise, 80 yards a game, something like that. 
that's what we were expecting. That's what we were hoping. Yeah, in 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 the three weeks he's played, he's put up fifty three points. No, I'm not saying you he's know, been bad. He's been double digits every single week. The volume is the only thing it's, that scares me. But in that offense is going to be volume, and when he's played, he's averaging eighty three percent of the snaps. Right. So but he's not. Chenault looks either. like he's coming along. Chenault had some gadget plays and and some big plays yesterday too. So he's another one of those Ayuk guys who's going to get handed the ball too. Yep. Cornell Patterson. Yep, yep, yep. You know. So. But, I don't know. I mean, I this there's a lot of talent going on over there, and it's just interesting to see. Um, so let's round this off and kind of end here. I think, um, we can do this quick as a double hitter. Is Dalvin Cook went off for 130 yards, two touchdowns, two catches for 16 yards. Those are the numbers that we expect out of him. And Chris Carson went off too. Um, not not as big of a day with 80 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, three catches, 20 yards. Nice big day for him though. Um. We love to see those numbers. And then Melvin Gordon with 23 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. You know, Lindsey comes back. I think he eats into that a little bit more. But it is what it is. Um, I, I have a feeling that he doesn't. Um, especially with Sutton out and things like that. They're going to be run first. They're both going to get. My guess is Gordon still averages 20 yards, 20 carries a game. And Lindsey comes in for another 10. And they're both going to have solid numbers either way, is my guess. Yeah. I think they're going to be, be wrong, first. but I, I think Lindsey gets about 40% of the carries. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it, both, both ends are very possible. It, it's, it's tough to say because we haven't seen it yet. But we'll see. So being the wire, we have to talk about some waiver wire guys. Um, you know, we touched on some of the guys we talked about last week. This week... With Chubb on the IR, it looks like, you know, the hot I, ad is going to be Dearness Johnson. Yeah, I I would temper my expectations with him. Um, it was a game that they were really up on. Um, they were just, just trying, trying to burn out clock. clock. Hunt's there. I, I have a feeling Hunt's going to end up almost a three down back. I'm sure this kid will sprinkle in here and there. But I don't know if he's ever going to be enough where he's going to be. He's definitely not going to have numbers like that again. Thirteen carries for ninety-five yards. That'll never happen. He's not going to play against Dallas every week. No, that's never going to happen. So I would, I would be careful with him. But I wouldn't spend a, I wouldn't spend more than ten bucks on Fab, five bucks on Fab on him. No, no, there's no way. I mean, and I'm not putting a waiver claim in. But if you're desperate, I have a bunch of open spots on my bench. If it's a super deep league, yeah, gotta take a flyer on him. But don't start him next week. He, he, there's, there's a possibility he gets carries because they want to go with that two running back system that they've been going on. So far, but I think it's going to be all hunt going forward. It very well could be. And and to be honest with you, Chubb could be worried about his job when he comes back. Because- well, I, I, we were having this conversation the other day too. Is that next year? Is Chubb is on, is in the last year of his, of his deal too? Deal, yep. So and they just extended Hunt. So if Hunt performs, they could they could be looking to move him too. Yeah, but everybody, some guys are going to end up getting resigned. Of course, you know, of course, and. and Having two running backs is not a problem. No. Having one running back is. You know, so I, 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 I wouldn't really worry about that going forward. As far as Dearness Johnson, he's just another one of those guys that had a big week to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really putting any big waiver claims in for him. No. Dalton Schultz. No, he's somebody that's interests me. He's a um, streaming tight end that, that's a volume offense. He's going to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. I don't know if I consider him a streaming option at this point. He might be somebody that you want to play every week. He's putting up numbers week in and week out almost at this point. 
Um, he went eight, eight targets, four catches, seventy-two yards, and a touchdown this week. If I my memory serves me correct, he had a touchdown last week too. He he's putting up very solid numbers as a tight end. Um, but these are the numbers that we were kind of expecting out of the tight ends. They're just not from him. It, the volume's there. He's a, over the last three weeks. He's averaging eight targets a game. He went nine for eighty-eight and a touchdown with a fumble. He went four for forty-eight, and then he went four for seventy-two and a touchdown. So he's putting up the numbers big, big enough to be your starting tight end, tight end every week. You can't ignore that. And especially if you at look the tight at their end schedule position. over the next couple of weeks, the Giants, Arizona, week, Washington, week, Philly, all week. My thing with him is, you don't think they take a big lead with that offense? And just ride Zeke the rest of the game? It's very possible, but for the volume that he's getting and how volatile the tight end position is, I'm willing to take a shot at him. Yeah, and that offensive line is in shambles right now. Lyle Collins is done for the year. I think they're only the only name I can name on that offensive line anymore is Tyron Smith. Sure. You know, because everybody's either injured or they're running out of bodies to fill all that offensive line. Um, but, I mean... It's just I'm I'm worried about Schultz because I don't think the volume is going to be there for him uh, in the next couple games because they're playing against such bad teams. It's going to be the Zeke show. I mean, it's very possible, but like I said, we we were kind of expecting this production. We just not out of him. I mean, everyone was talking about Jarwin being the guy for so long, and uh, it's. I think it's just kind of transferring over to him, and I think he might he may not end up as a tight end one, but he'll definitely end up as a high end tight end two. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm just I'm just worried about game script with him because mm. I think Cooper is game uh, not game script dependent. Lamb is gonna be it's either gonna be him or Gallup, and the thing is, is it's it's just when the game script is we're up by 20 points are they can you really are you really need to throw the ball to Dalton Schultz at that point no that's a thing and i just think that they're going to their offense is so good that they're going to be up 21 nothing on some of these terrible teams maybe maybe not because of how bad that defense is but just a soft schedule has me worried sure that, um, and that's a fair point but moving on to the next guy we already kind of touched on him with Chenault. Um, he had a nice big week this week. Um, it surprises every wideout on that team is going to put up ten points. <clears throat> yeah. It's really what it feels like. Keelan Cole, he went Chenault, but Chenault had a bigger day. Chenault went five for eighty six this week. Um, what's that? Thirteen points. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. Yep. Um, I took a bunch of flyers on him at the beginning of the year, and I'm 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 still holding out on him, and it's it's working out great for me. Yep. Um, like we said before, Higgins, he he looks like he's great. Um, we were kind of ran through his numbers. Um, we said Scotty Miller, same thing with him. Both of these guys, none of these guys have really owned in high percentage of leagues. The big name to add this week is Josh Kelly. If he's not added in your league, pick him up. Yeah. He's going to be the, th- I don't think Justin Jackson is really going to put up anything special. So it's tough Josh to say Kelly because I don't know. Kelly looked good in the first couple games. He had plenty of carries. He, he produced. But the last two games, they look like they were, they've been kind of nervous with him. I don't this know week is the best front, the second best front seven in the game, in my opinion. 
Sure. Tampa Bay was tough. No, for sure. And, and but that's not even my point. Is that Eckler went down and Jackson and, and Kelly pretty much split evenly. At yeah, because they were both just equally terrible against a really good offensive right. front. And the week before that, Kelly looked like they were kind of feeding him after the fumble in week two. Yeah. So I don't know how much they trust Kelly right now, and and that's I guess that's the point that the, I'm going. The thing to. with him is he's been the change of pace back for Eckler. Right. You know, he comes in and, and, and kind of powers up a little bit more because he's a bigger body. Sure. Now, I, I, I honestly see him as the three down back until Eckler comes back. I hope you so, because I've been high on him all year long. Um, I, I'm just a little nervous with him still right now. And uh, it's also, you know, it's, it's a different offense with Herbert out there than it is Tyrod. For sure. But I think it, it, Herbert being there helps the running backs at this point. Um, but speaking of Herbert... He's definitely somebody that you want to look on if he's not added in leagues. He's averaging 300 yards a game. He looks great. Well, let's be honest. If any of you watch that game, he was going pretty much toe-to-toe with Brady for most of that game. He's throwing 40-yard bombs. He, he looks good. Everyone's excited about Burrow, but I think, and this is my personal opinion, I think Herbert looks better. I really do. He's completing the balls down the field. He's, he's hitting all his checkdowns. He's making his reads. He looks better than me right now. Yeah, that's just your opinion. I mean, in my opinion, Joe Burrow is just putting up QB1 numbers. Herbert's been pretty good. It's The thing with Herbert is, is when Tyrod comes back, can we guarantee that it's going to be his starting job? No, it right now we can't right now, because conversation says that Tyrod's going to come back and get a chance. Yeah, they always say that. But it doesn't make sense for them to come back and give Tyrod a chance. You drafted this kid in the first round, expected him to do this, and he's doing it. So why go back to it? It doesn't make sense. And you're going to suck anyway. Exactly. Yep. They're going to suck. So, it, I, I mean. Might as well let the kid get some experience. We got a couple more to round it out. OJ Howard went down. Yep. So Gronk and Brait are going to step up a little bit more. Godwin still has that hammy. I think it's going to last a week or two longer. I think they said Godwin was going to be out almost three to four weeks. So yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna last because it did. It, he came back and re-injured it, so it's going right. to take a little bit for him to come back. Um. So as far as Scotty is, uh, Scotty is a, a startable player going forward for sure. I was wrong on him a couple weeks ago, but in my opinion, you he know, looks you good. You can slate him in as a wide receiver three and feel comfortable with him. Yep. Um. I think Gronk's going to be more the guy here. Um. Brait, I'm sure, will have his targets and have his time. But I think Gronk's going to end up being the guy. He was starting to come on at the end here. Um, they oh, just didn't need him this week. Catch for 29 yards? No, he didn't, they didn't need him this week. It was a shootout where they barely won. Yeah. They but had to come back from down 21. When are you Evans need him was going off. Scotty was going It just wasn't. just didn't seem like the game script was set for him. Game script for a, ty- for a, a pass catching option in a game where you're down multiple points? Multiple okay. scores. I mean, wh- when are you going to have more of a game script for, for a, a passing option in a game when you're up 21 nothing? You know, that's the thing with them is it's just what's going to happen is Gronk's going to go for 20 points. Everybody's going to add him and he's going to put him another goose egg. It's, it's, I don't trust Rob Gronkowski. I, I don't trust him as a fantasy option the rest of the way. Unless Break goes down and, and Godwin's done for the year, I'm not rostering Gronk. I guess that's fair. Um, I honestly trust Bright more. No, no way, no way in hell. We'll see. 
If anybody's going to come out of that as a tight end, it's going to be Gronk. No doubt about it. No bias. It's not a bias pick. That's just okay. on sheer talent. Okay. That's just my take. Um, the last one I think we should really touch on, and especially in a dynasty league, Daryl Mooney. Yeah. Um, I picked him up in three leagues this week. Everybody well, was week. talking about Anthony Miller at the beginning of the year. Everyone thought he was going to be <laughs> <Alex>. special. <laughs> That's one of Alex's great hot takes there. Um, but it's been all Mooney. He, he went nine targets this week. Nine targets as a rookie. Five catches, 50, 52 yards. I mean, it's not anything special. It's not anything crazy. But nine targets, his first game with Foles. They got stuff to figure out. I, I'm not upset about it. I think there's potential there. He's averaging seven targets a game in the last two weeks. Right. Since Foles took over. I, I'm, I'm not upset about it. Next week, they're playing Tampa, Carolina, and then the Rams. Mm-hmm. You, you very well could have a couple games where he could squeak into the end zone and put up some numbers. Somebody definitely worth putting a flyer out if you have some injuries at wideout. Sure. You know, but... It's tough this point of the year with these with these with these guys in the waiver wire. You know, it's it's a shot in the dark at this point. It is, but especially because a lot of the big names have already been taken. You know, and those are the guys that we talked about in recent weeks. Right. Um. You know, hopefully you got Mike Davis and you're able to get your twenty points a week for the the next four or five weeks. Um. Now might be a good time to move him for to to the McCaffrey owner and try to get a a wide receiver. Anything at this point. Now is a time of year where you you, you take you advantage. Text. No, you know what you do is you text the guy in last place. Ah, hey, be like, hey, you know, I know you got this one guy putting up thirty points a week, twenty five points a week. You I'll really you got some th- holes in your roster. Yeah. Let's let's give him the old Tyler special. Hey, you give him you give him a couple a couple duds for a stud. Try to see what happens. You know. Tim tries so hard to paint this narrative of them that I send the worst trades in the world. And I give you credit. You got a lot of people fooled. Okay. But you do the same shit. No. The same shit. Okay. I get all the same text that you get. Oh, you see how bad a Tim j- trade Tim just sent me? Yeah, but the difference is I don't try to talk people into it the way you do. I'll, you'll offer, you tried talking me into Dion Lewis was going to save my season in one league. We both knew... Both of us thought that Deion Lewis was going to be very involved with the Giants. And we were both wrong. And it's on tape recorded that we both thought that. So you can give me I all that. I said his ceiling was 12 points a week. You can give me all that all you want. But at the time, you had zero running backs to start. Still do. <laughs> zero. I lost Barkley. He's done for the year. That league, I, I, I'm in some rough shape. I, I'm coming back, though. I mean, my average age is like 26 in a dynasty league with some stud wideouts. But so, I'm rebuilding that one. Well, that's a, a whole nother discussion. But I sent trades with purpose. There's a difference. But anyway, I think one last guy, and I know you're not going to like this, that we should talk about is a waiver pickup. And it's somebody that I was kind of a little bit high on this year, and I thought might be an interesting play is Greg Olson. I know you so don't like boring. it. It's super boring. But you know what? The last two games he's averaged, he's had six targets and seven targets. Five catches apiece. He went for 60 yards last week. This week he went for 
30. But those those targets there at tight end. I, I'm gonna get a soundboard so I can add some some sound effects from now on. That's fine. Give you some snooze buttons. You can snooze all you want, but you can't ignore seven targets. You just can't. I'm going to. That's fine. But for people that are streaming tight ends, yeah, I mean, this year I I made it a point to address my tight end position early. Right. I have Kittle. I have Kasicki, and I'm sticking with Kasicki the rest of the way. I he's gonna have 15 points next week. That's totally fine. I, I, but for people that are streaming tight ends, Russell, I mean, we we know it. Lockett's great. Metcalf's great. But every once in a while, Russell's got to check down. And it seems to be like he's checking down to either Carson or Olsen. Fair? It's fair. Okay. I'm just not picking up Greg Olsen. No, because you don't need to. But anybody else that's streaming is going <laughs> to somebody that they should be looking at. Yeah. I believe... I still have some false hope out there for Jack Doyle. I do. I still think that he's... For, I know Mo Ali Cox has picked it up, but he's been a red zone machine for years. And all of a sudden, he had one little injury, and now he's he's just he's not being used. I don't know. But we should be getting another one out to you guys soon this week. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. We're missing the biggest ad of the week. What's that? Tim Patrick. Nah. I mean, nah. Nah. I'm just going to keep that one under the radar so no one yeah. else picks him up. Because KJ Hamler's going to pick it up a little bit. Jerry Judy's there. Noah Fant's going to be healthy next week. Philip Lindsay's going to be back. I don't see Tim Patrick being a guy who you're going to start next week or any Six targets. Seven targets for six catches and 113 right. yards and yeah, a touchdown. Every, you can't every ignore. dog has his day. I'm, you you can, can't ignore that. Yeah, he had a big week. But how many times have we seen guys go for big weeks and the next week they go for zero? Well, the week he's before more that, he had four catches zero. for 40 yards and a touchdown there, too. He's going to be their touchdown guy. He's the big guy he's in the, the end He's the touchdown zone. guy? Yeah, he's going to be their touchdown guy. All right. Yeah, we're going to name him the touchdown guy. I like it. The touchdown yeah, guy. Nah, You'll get I, the touchdown guy. I hate it, but I, I'm, I'm personally... <laughs> no, but with Sutton out, he's the wide receiver one there. Jerry Judy is the wide receiver one. Mm, I don't know. And KJ Hamler is the wide receiver two there. Eh, I don't know. Tim Patrick. No offense the wide receiver three there. No. Ow. Okay, now you're stretching. And then Tim Patrick's the wide receiver four. He's going to be the guy that leaks out. It's going to, but I believe I believe more in KJ Hamler than I do in Tim Patrick. Okay. Jerry Judy is by far the wide receiver one there. Okay. So. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Only time will tell. Yeah, I'm not sold on that take. As far as that goes, I think that's all we got for Wire Ads. Um, you got anybody? No, that's it. That's it. That's all I got, too. Um, so we'll see you later on. We may have another episode this week, maybe two. We haven't really figured that out. We're working it out in the details right now. Um, we we got a lot of chat as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of moving parts going right now. Uh, we're working on some stuff, you guys. It'll be fun. Let's see what happens. Thanks, guys. Thanks.